0: Episode eight of the E Stories podcast coming at you from uh, E Stories headquarters here in New York. I am Matthew Robinson.
1: I'm Brian Fairvog,
0: and uh, together we form the E Stories podcast team.
1: Our powers combine, deliver yeah. late podcasts.
0: Yeah, so it's been a while. Um, various things have gotten in the way. I think it's fair to say. Um, but we're committed. We're here. We're following up. What did happen? I was I was ill one week. You were ill one another week. Yeah, uh, I hadn't finished the book <laughs> one week. Um, so yeah, a little bit delayed, but we're here. We're back, and uh, thanks for listening. So, uh, for, if anyone's new, eStories is a audiobook service. Um, you pay us a monthly subscription. You get credits for for audiobooks. Anyone who's familiar with Audible will know how that works, and um, and uh, eStories is essentially a, a, you know the same kind of service, except um, we offer DRM-free books. We also allow you to upload your own audio bu- audio books and, and store them in the cloud. Um, we're a little bit cheaper, cheaper, yeah, and we have a better player. And our player is well, I mean, we're biased, but uh, yeah, we like the the player. We put. Um, you know people are particular about their their players you know so we put a lot of effort in into improving our our player all the time okay so um the books that we decided to well first of all if anyone's new what we what we try and do is is read a book uh listen to an audiobook a, a week well kind of every two weeks um we invite you to sort of listen along, um, and then we come back and we discuss the book, and then we pick pick a theme for next the next week's book, and um, sort of like a book club, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of forming into that, but
1: it's, yeah, it's sort of taking on a life of its own.
0: Yeah, we'll, we're not too we're not too structured. Um, kind of like it that way. So this uh, this last week we set ourselves um, up with with books around um, music music biographies, I think was the
1: was the theme um how did you get on um well i had committed to listening to special deluxe which was uh in i thought was a biography about neil young yeah that turned was out funny. to be about his cars <laughs> and his dogs yeah
0: we were all gung-ho was like great you're gonna yeah. start uh, you know you're gonna learn all about his his, his early life his childhood is this is that nope it's all about his car
1: yeah so I uh, a couple chapters in, I stopped. okay. I went back and found his bio, his autobiography, Waging Heavy Peace. Um, and I listened to it. And because we have had so much time, I actually went and listened to special Deluxe as well. Okay. So I, I did I did a lot of homework.
0: So just to recap, Special Deluxe was about dogs and cars. So it was by Neil Young. read by Neil Young.
1: By, by Neil Young, read by Neil Young. About his dogs and cars that he's had throughout his entire career,
0: got it. Which so, is I mean
1: kind of crazy to think about that he has the the recall to like all all the the amount of detail and stories that he goes into with each of these items and or each one of these animals.
0: I could certainly do it for dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, just crazy.
0: Um, okay, so then the other book was called
1: uh, Waging Heavy Peace,
0: which is a, a more sort of normal biography.
1: Yep. It was an autobiography, uh, written by him, not read by him. Um, and actually the, the narration was one of my favorite parts about this book. Um, it was read by Keith, Keith Carradine.
0: Okay. That's, uh, Carradine is the Kung Fu CSI. That's, is that name? <laughs> same, same name? Same he's, guy.
1: He's the brother of David Carradine. The, br- the brother. The
0: okay. Kung Fu master. Got it.
1: Uh, Canadian. Do you know? There's a, okay. uh, there's another famous Canadian.
0: Yeah. Uh, for anyone who hasn't listened, we have a, a, a running um I wouldn't call it a joke. We're not that funny. But um <laughs> a, a a running thing where I, I maintain that there you know, there are no historical Canadian figures of note but and Brian keeps coming back at me with uh, with names. So yeah, um good book?
1: Uh an interesting book. You had sort of challenged uh, me to do and to do the auto, the musical biography, to just sort of help expand and sort of get me into a different kind of music, or not a different kind of music, but to sort of explore the back catalog of an artist.
0: So what was your your knowledge of Neil Young previous?
1: I knew about him. Um, I knew that he was Canadian. Um, I knew that he was part of Crosby, Stills, and Nash at some point, um, and I knew that he was a solo artist.
0: In terms of style, you, you, I assume you knew some of his music, yeah. or yeah, I was familiar kinda...
1: with some of it. Um, mainly his his own solo work, um, and immediately when when we went through this with this assignment, I started listening to uh, you know the uh, the the Neil Young radio stations that I could find, and. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed the sort of the, the, the overall uh, sort of body of work. Um, but I sort of, re- it really connected for me as we were, as I was listening to the book. And he would bring out and mention that he was with this band at this time. And then he moved on to this project and that project. And I would sort of piece them together. And I found myself going back and going deeper into the catalog, looking for songs that he was talking to. And that was a really neat neat and uh, and an interesting experience
0: so i I forgot that the the other aspect of this week was that we committed to listening to to the music, yeah, so you say that it uh, enhanced your your enjoyment of uh, certainly certainly your understanding in the context of 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 the music do you think you you enjoyed it more than had you listened to his how much of it did you listen to first of all the back catalog?
1: his music mm-hmm. i think i'm still listening to it it's still in oh, really? in, in rotation that's um, awesome i'm i've really enjoyed it actually one of the things that this led me to was sort of a, a side project of his which is like the neil young archives oh yeah 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 this, and i think i showed that really it's just this amazing recording of his career that he's sort of put for free out on the internet right now because he's all about proving that um Ma- the master quality audio right. is, you know, such a richer experience than what we're getting from other streaming services. Um, and he's become such a sort of, just, he's really preaching the gospel of master recordings and finding that file format that really would allow us to sort of um, enjoy the music as he has through um, recording sessions.
0: Got it. So did, did I mean, I was somewhat aware that he was heavy into, you know, sound fidelity. Mm-hmm. I know he's a uh, famous audiophile, but did he mention how the the iPod competitor came about?
1: Yeah, so that's sort of the downside of this book. I there I've sort of divided it in, into three areas. One is his history. One is almost one area is almost an apology to people from his past. Like I found <laughs> that he was sort of either saying goodbye to many people or apologizing to others. Mm. And then the third aspect, which I found frustrating because of the time, but he kept going back to the, um, as he called it, I think it was pure audio. Um, later it became the Pono player. Yeah. that's And then later failed. Unfortunately, like all of the good intentions that he had with it and all of the, um, the technological understanding that that he brought—it to makes it.
0: total sense, you know.
1: Hundred percent. W- when
0: we all moved to MP3, you yeah. lost even more quality from the CD. And um, for those who want, you know, flack, highest fidelity, lossless sound, make a player for them. It makes total sense, but you know, these things are hard to hard to produce, hard to ma- uh, market, and
1: yeah. I just found that throughout the book. He kept going back to that well, <laughs> almost like this was an advertisement for mm-hmm. the service for, for uh, Pure Tone, as it was called at, at the time, not pure audio, Pure Tone. Um, later, it became the Pono Player through Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and even going back and looking at those reviews, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out because a lot of the reviews of the actual product itself it was it was a, there was a noticeable significant difference in audio right. quality to the point where you could even downsample it to what you get on iTunes wow um but as part of his autobiography it was just sort of a little self-aggrandizing and that right. sort of took me out of it a bit
0: got it so i i guess it was produced you know at that time a very uh, sort of recency bias um yeah,
1: yeah. he just sort of become completely sober was focusing his attention on it, writing the book mm-hmm. and that's sort of uh
0: so that's that's great you're still listening to his stuff um i, I love the feeling you get when you discover some some say discover someone new i mean I know new nearly uh, get a new a new found understanding for someone's music um I hoped that would happen for me with um so my my book was Lou Reed um, I forget the name now. I think it's just simply a life something. Hold on one sec. Um, yeah, so Lou Reed. Uh, yeah, it's just called Lou Reed um, by Anthony De Curtis. Um, it's very long, very detailed. The the uh, this uh, De Curtis fella is um, a, a a you know Rolling Stone journalist or. I can't remember if it's actually rolling stone he writes for but anyway i'm a music journalist who's you know knows the industry knows the music um the parts i actually loved in this book were when he went into detail d- dissecting or analyzing the music um as opposed to sort of describing the the events and the people and the characters he was he was very very good at that um so I would hoped that you know my my knowledge of Lou Reed was okay um sort of one of these genius so, uh, songwriter um Velvet Underground um had some odd um albums uh transformer I was I I knew uh, I've listened to the Velvet Underground stuff I've listened to um other than that kind of know nothing I know he was you know um heavy drug user but that was it so I was hoping that I would you know dive in love his music you really understand the story and where he where he was going and what his message was and um, and the book itself was great it was so detailed so um, clearly like reverential but not in a sort of you know, you weighed weighed up the good and bad. It didn't shy away from from describing, you know, the 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 times when you know his morals were questionable or um, or whatever. But it also kind of made you made you understand that this guy was, you know, he was he was a visionary, um, talented, uh, you know, out the wazoo, um,
1: almost uh, cursed with talent.
0: Cursed without, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, but and I, li- I, I really enjoyed listening to the the catalogue along with the chapters. I actually kind of did it because the the book is completely kind of chronological, and I kind of listened to the albums at at those moments, you know, when they were being discussed, which was really really worthwhile experience. Um, I'm I would now now say that I'm even less of a fan of Lou Reed's music. Like it's kind of in it it's weird it's lou reed i now have come to understand that he's one of these um one of these figures these artists who make art that they it doesn't really matter whether you like it or not like it's not there to be necessarily enjoyed it's there to be um say analyzed or critiqued Uh, i'm kind of trying to to steer away from sort of pretentiousness but that's kind of it. Like you know, they're not toe-tapping, <laughs> toe-tapping tunes. They're sort of pushing the envelope, pushing the 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 boundaries of what's considered um, acceptable, what's considered musical. Even um, yeah, it's real. It's real. It's art. You know, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand that before, and I do now, and I'm very pleased that I that I, that I now know that. Um, like the the Velvet Underground weren't that great a band. <laughs> you know um super influential they they went on to, you know without that's the one thing without lou reed you don't have you know i mean it's, it's kind of a stretch to say you don't have x y and z but you know huge influence on david Bowie, for example oh yeah um the punk movement the i mean he, he, they the Velvet underground you know whether you're you're into their, their music or not i mean don't get me wrong some great songs in there but By all accounts, they weren't, like, you know... um,
1: They weren't Led Zeppelin. Yeah,
0: I I guess. I mean, that's not what they were trying to do. It's it's, it's kind of hard to put this in a nutshell, but, you know, they they started the underground, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, underground music. It's hard to kind of put yourself in that mindset. Like, the concept of underground music didn't exist back then. I mean, Mm it existed, but not not nearly in the sort of unified... um, manner as it did after they came along you know that this whole concept of like a music scenes is was invented back then it it wasn't a thing before yeah you know all the things that we kind of take take for granted and accept as the norms you know it's a little niche musical um, nowadays you have every kind of musical niche covered back then you didn't it was you know the one type of music that you heard on the radio and that was pretty much it you know and then suddenly these 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 uh guys i I mean i could talk at length about
1: in a way they were they were almost blue collar like they they were journeyman musicians that were doing what they needed to do not for financial gains but because they had they needed an outlet
0: yeah i they were definitely sort of compelling i mean Definitely compelled to to have that outlet, but um, I think it's a, actually a, a bit of a misconception about Lou Reed that he, that he you know eschewed the commercial world. He really desperately wanted to be famous. He desperately wanted to be okay, successful. You know, money wise. Um, the the Velvet Underground never did it, and they kept kind of pushing. You know, hoping that they would have that next hit, whilst not you know for, they would never forfeit. I say never. A few of his albums, he he kind of denounces now, saying that it was a complete blatant attempt at um, you know at getting on the radio, essentially. But um, as much as possible, they try. You know, he, he in particular tried to um, make music that m- made him money. Without sacrificing, you know, the the artistic uh, uh, slant to it. But anyway, I mean, again, I could talk at, at length. I, I find his story fascinating. I find the 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 birth of underground culture. I I, I kind of didn't. I mean, I think I realised it, but I didn't fully digest that the Velvet Underground weren't they weren't psych- psychedelic. Like that's that's the psych psych. Uh, LSD. They weren't an LSD laced band. You kind of think of them as yeah. That, you I know what I mean. Would think them. Um, they were sort of the anti-San Francisco LSD hippie love m- movement, and there were more. It was like it was a hero- heroin and speed okay. band. Wow. Which had, it now kind of makes makes total sense. You know, um, that sort of dirgy sound is more. You know, just people kind of spaced out you know not tripping as such but like just not not quite with it you know it kind of makes sense when it's put into that context so it's very new york very um um yeah underground i kind of i find that whole evolution of underground culture certainly in in new york i mean then you, you get the ramones and the cbgbs thereafter blondie this that I find that whole story fascinating. I'm gonna dig into that a little mm-hmm. bit more. I know mm-hmm. that I can't remember one of my friends I can't remember the name of the book, but they suggested a book um on that. So that's my next uh my next step. Lou Reed himself and his music I, I will dip into it every now and again, I think
1: now, mm-hmm. but I'm not you know, I'm not I'm not desperate. Um So i'm not sure about you but i found myself uh listening to my my sort of musical biography um thinking about it from a product standpoint that every time that a song or a band was mentioned it'd be sort of neat if there was that interstitial or that option where you could you know hit, oh, hit pause great. on the audio and hear that song or a clip from that song yeah.
0: or they even play the songs that they're talking about
1: yeah like it is yeah. audio like you you could have that laced yeah. in the background
0: that would be a, um, a really good little evolution
1: it, it yeah like almost an almost a an on abridged to bridge type option where the right. abridged version would have the songs taken out the on abridged would have the musical interlude or, or the musical intermission um that'd be sort of interesting
0: yeah, i I really like that idea you know discussing a song and then you hear the the structure song and the then, notes yeah it goes back so any any um <laughs> notable musicians thinking about writing a biography um give that a go. Take heed. So um yeah, both books we liked and that was a wor- very worthwhile experience. I I would recommend that doing that. I think it's a great way. It's my new favorite way to re- to 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 discover or rediscover someone um musically.
1: It you know this I is, think that's
0: how I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah, this is a little cliche, but um I've oh. always been a fan of Bruce Springsteen and when we were trying to decide I know that you really heavily wanted me to do someone that I was unfamiliar with, right? And I had added the Bruce Springsteen book to uh, my wish list, and I think that's one that I'm going to dip into next, like sort of after our next book. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go to that go to that well and uh, listen, yeah, learn all about the boss.
0: Yeah, I might do the same. I don't know much about Springsteen. He's mentioned uh, briefly in the book, the the Lou Reed book. Um,
1: I recently learned that he was sort of he's all over the scene in like the 80s and 90s like yeah he
0: he got he got around he was uh much more someone's doing something he's like oh what are you up to (laughs) exactly yeah i want a piece of that kind of thing yeah um so yeah i i would recommend this this tactic if you like of uh if there's there's a you know a musician out there or a band that you that you want to know more about or read their book and listen to their music. It's a fantastic way. I now feel like a complete Lou Reed aficionado. Like, <laughs> I could tell you so much about him now, which is, I, I, that's great. I love that.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, I f- and uh, Like you mentioned last uh, last podcast where music isn't something that you feel you have that knowledge of in order to be able to discuss it like you do with movies or books or, or whatever else it is that you know about, yeah. This is a great way to sort of get that knowledge, you know. I, I feel now that I can now I can discuss Lou Reed. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And and enjoy it. And and yeah. Anyway, let's move on. We're gonna keep this this podcast a little a little short today. Um,
1: really quickly, have you been listening to anything else in this extended period?
0: Book wise, no. Actually, I've 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 read a few physical books. <laughs> like I said, I started. <laughs> the hunger games um so i'm i'm tearing through that I actually what read the book w- watched the movie and now i'm reading the second book and i'm going to watch the second movie i'm into it I, w- let's move on
1: yeah we can discuss that <laughs> after uh i've uh, listened to two other books uh in addition to my uh, other two i listened to a year of less by uh, kate flanders okay which is just a, sort of a you know a nice way to kick off the new year she talks about sort of giving yourself spending uh limitations and restrictions and sort of uncluttering your life. Um not sure that I agree with all of her thoughts, but it was and it, I I like sort of those interesting little takes that you can see the inside of of someone else's inner workings, you know, Got like it. I f- feel that I'm always looking sort of inside myself wondering if my struggles are other people's struggles. Um and this was sort of affirming in in a few different ways. Um the other book that I listened to which I can't believe I wasn't aware of this before but um is Creativity Inc. Uh-huh. uh by uh is it Ed Ed Catmull? Yeah, Ed Catmull of Pixar. Just an amazing book on sort of the inner workings of Pixar and how it came to be and Steve Jobs involvement and just he paints a really interesting picture um of sort of how creativity can be sort of fostered and embraced and supported within like a corporate environment. That sounds great. Um, but from a very realistic, like not, I find so many books on this topic or, you know, in a perfect world, this is how it can work. You know, when we have an infinite amount of money, you can do this. And this book really went down to candor. It really came down to just being able to be present in meetings and, um, honest with your coworkers. And i really you
0: you so you went down the sort really of uh, so, not self-help but um self-improvement route um
1: completely by accident yeah you know that's um, cool yeah
0: so you've been you've been busy um so this this week's book you suggested so i, I think we've done a few sort of um it's been a while since we listened to the the same book um and it's been a while since we've done a good sort of i want to say story mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we've done a lot of non um non fiction um historical this that we did i think maybe the last one where we were synced up and sort of read uh, listened to the same book um was maybe it
1: uh no it was the it? address uh the historical fiction by Fiona. Davis. Oh, the address, yeah, but that's yeah. still.
0: I feel like that was still sort of rooted in history. History, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. So this uh, is. So why don't you intro intro the book that we're going to do?
1: Oh yeah, so I think the book we're going to do this week is uh, the Great Alone by Kristen Hannah. Uh, it's a follow up to the 2015 historical fiction. Uh, basically, book of the year, the Nightingale.
0: Yeah, the Nightingale uh, you see it everywhere.
1: Yeah, and it was a big Still. book for us at, at Eddie stories It was one of our launch titles um, and right. a, a bestseller for us that year. Yeah. Um.
0: Did you <laughs> Did you read it?
1: <laughs> the Nightingale. Yeah. No. No, not it's I, in my <laughs> wish list, but I've never I never got around to it. Um. But
0: I hear good things. I hear great things about, about the Nightingale.
1: Yeah. So the uh, the the great alone um is about a former POW who comes home from Vietnam. Uh he's he's a changed and volatile man. Uh when he use, loses yet another job, he makes an impulsive decision. He will move his family north to Alaska where they will live off the grid in America's last true frontier. Ugh.
0: This it, this speaks to me. This I, I'm so looking forward to this. I love off-grid, Alaska, wilderness, um tr- troubled P-O- uh, P.O.W., uh, it sounds right up my alley. Um, it, yeah,
1: it's, like, when you look at the cover, when you, like, The Great Alone, like, it's not something that I think would strike two two guys, but right. based on our conversations and, like, the shared YouTube videos of how to make a <laughs> hut with nothing but yeah. a stone and a oh, stick.
0: For anyone, what is that YouTube channel called? Primitive Technology or yes. something like Primitive Technology. It's so, it's fantastic. A guy, I think it's in New Zealand. Actually, I don't know why.
1: Uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand. One yeah, of two. it
0: just looks like. It. Anyway, he he takes his camera out, goes goes into the deepest uh, sort of woodland uh, area, and makes things um, incredible things with no modern technology. So he'll build like a little hut out of the clay that he finds, and not only does he sort of build the the house, he create you know he put in like a furnace and uh oh it, there's just so many incredible things yeah, that one of my done. favorite
1: parts about that is he does it with no ex- explanation or commentary yeah
0: it's like almost this zen like uh meditative sort of silent um yeah it's great yeah. all you hear is like the scratching of him <laughs> him forging something you know he's always forging something um anyway look that out so yeah the, I, i'm looking forward to this one um it'll be nice to just sink into a story um yeah, so that that's a book. So the the, the title is uh, "The Great Alone." The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Chris Kristen or Kirsten? Kristen? Kristen? Uh, Kristen. Kristen. Kristen Hanna. Um, so if you if you've listened to The Nightingale, definitely. Um, you'll, well, you'll you'll maybe know a little she's bit quite, what to expect. She's quite. an
1: accomplished author. Like there's, you know, I don't want to say dozens, but there's easily you know twelve twelve books to her. Uh,
0: Oh there is? there's the oh, yeah okay. to, her, to
1: her name she's only really begun to gain attention with her like last three oh, th- three books i thought books. this was
0: like a, a debut i should i should have um no, th- she's, done a bit more she's she's pretty established I, I actually the reason i i didn't I was so into the um s- some of the new new releases that have come out there's so much there's so much good stuff that's coming out right now so mm-hmm. i kind of dug into those a little bit um and sort of neglected to, to look into uh, Kristen hannah um yeah so listen along and uh we'll come back in two weeks and and discuss that book let's move on to the new releases because i as i say i've I, i'm really looking forward to the, the crop of books um that are, that are coming out um how about yourself
1: yeah, it's uh you know the beginning of the year, it's sort of uh always loaded with some really really good books. Um what what sort of caught your eye?
0: Uh, so much. Um so where to start? Dave Eggers, uh The Monk of Mawkah coming out or it's out actually. All these things are excuse me. All these things are probably out by now. Um Dave Eggers The Circle um uh, turned into a movie with emma watts terrible movie unfortunately did you what did you see it the circle
1: you know i haven't um i think i initially told you about the circle yeah you, you, you read you, it yeah you and then you, you saw the, the book. movie
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you turned me on to the book which i'm very um you know thanks for that uh i didn't realize his stuff was his other stuff seems very different well the descriptions of it it's very um, it's he's sort of like a, a gonzo journalist almost By the sounds of it.
1: I think that would be the best way to describe him. Like
0: the the, the monk of Mocha, a Yemeni-American man raised in San Francisco who dreams of resurrecting the ancient art of Yemeni coffee, but finds himself trapped in a civil war. Um, So yeah, it seems like a bit of a travel book of sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, What else is coming out? Um... Oh, news! Uh, well, this isn't out yet, but Michael C. Hall is going to be narrating Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. That's some interesting news. I definitely I, got some interest in that. Yeah, so De- Dexter does King. That'll be fun. Um, Jane Harper, Force of Nature, um, backpacking through the wilderness, murder mystery type. Sounds you know, it, the 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 cover caught my eye, and um, then you know, looked into it, and the, this does sound up my alley. Um, the Dry, her first novel is, is available cur- currently um, it's pretty popular on, on e-stories Joyce Carol Oates uh, has a new book called Beautiful Days coming out I have not have to admit I haven't read any of her stuff but I know that she's quite the character on Twitter <laughs> and I know that she's a hugely pr- prolific writer um, so maybe I'll, I'll uh, dip my toe in there uh, The Making of a Dream Laura uh, Wide's Nunos tells a story uh, this is very timely in fact it's called uh yeah, so the, the making of a dream. A Laura Wilds Nunos tells the story of a handful of dreamers and the deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals acts act. So that just came out and it's as I say, very timely. It's about
1: of the moment.
0: Yeah, the the real life impact um that some of the decisions that are being made at this this point in time um have on people. Um uh, Mark Whitaker's Smoketown. Now this sounds great. It's about um essentially the the Pittsburgh uh, Pennsylvania the the uh, black community or the the history of the black community in 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 Pittsburgh Pennsylvania um you know Harlem was obviously the sort of the promised land um and you know there's lots written about Harlem and stuff but then the you know lesser known um hub uh, for black culture was actually Pittsburgh uh, Pennsylvania um it it the way that it um the the description kind of reminded me of uh another book that was uh, that was uh centered around Harlem that i found is actually a, an audiobook which i can 100% recommend it's a f- fantastic fantastic book it's all about uh police corruption and race relations in the city and the history of the black panther movement and and um the develop, development of Harlem into a hub for black culture um an essential read for it for new yorkers i i believe it's called The Savage City by T.J. English. Um, that's available on E stories. Again, not not a new release, um, but Smoketown, Mark Whittaker, uh, it, it sort of it reminded me of um, of that book. Um, another one that caught my eye, uh, there's a new Zadie Smith collection of essays. I was going to mention that. Um, I, I saw it and I was like, wait a sec. She, she's written another one of another book so fast, because you know, her books are like chunkers, they're huge. <laughs> Oh, she's like, how, swing time how, how, how did she push book. one it? but it's a collection of essays so a little bit different but i will um i will um uh, i will check that out um one that another one that caught my eye ruby wax how to be a human the manual um so ruby wax <laughs> an interesting character she's an american who's lived in britain she's a, she's a i would say like a C-list celebrity in, in Britain. She's been known for years, like just as being this sort of. She's a comedian, stand-up comedian, but she'll appear on panel shows and talk shows every now and again. She hasn't done for a good few years now, but she's an, uh, she's an American, British American, but she's not. She's not actually British, but she is uh definitely more Americans known. She's one of these Americans that kind of in like uh, moves there and like has Craig, an accent, like Craig Ferguson here. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In the way that. You know, nobody really know it's nobody really knows or cares about Craig ferguson in, in Scotland. Yeah. But over here, you know, he's just considered part of the furniture. Kind of like that. <laughs> anyway, um how to be human. She she is very she's a very outspoken uh I wouldn't say not hesitate to use the word activist, but um mental health is her cause, basically. She's um outspoken about her, her issues with mental health. Anyway, she writes a self help book. She kinda is famous for saying that sort of therapy is is a waste of time um and she kind of tries to prove she interviews a buddhist monk and a neuroscientist that's her thing she kind of plays them off um in this book it's called how to be how to be human the manual um i I, I feel like i'd hate that book to be honest but yeah. but um you know intrigued nonetheless um yeah i think that's it for me uh, some really good stuff coming out
1: um, I got two to mention, or uh, I guess just one because you mentioned uh, the the news. Zadie, Zadie Smith, Smith yeah. Um, An American Marriage was just selected uh, as the first book of 2018 for Oprah's Book Club. Uh, we have it. Uh, it's by Tayari Jones. Uh, it's a stirring, uh, stirring love. excuse me uh this stirring love story is a profoundly insightful look into the hearts and minds of of three people who are at once bound and separated by forces beyond their control Hmm. Um, it's sort of a look inside of uh you know an, an american marriage and sort of the bounds that sort of bind and control us um it's getting just rave rave reviews great and that's uh that's it for new releases.
0: Yeah, so some really good stuff coming out. I guess it's the, is it that time of year that that everyone puts their book out? Why? why is that? I don't. I don't
1: know. I don't, yeah, I I don't know either. It's sort of you have now, and then you have sort of uh, late June in sort of preparation for summer. Mm. Um, and then there's some. There's always a few significant releases in the fall, but sort of it's the years always sort of be uh, tends to be front loaded. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: I'm not complaining. <laughs> I've got a lot to, <laughs> lot to get, chew through now. It's- well,
1: we'll jump into uh, fiction to film. Fiction to film. Uh, we're a little outdated with these uh, selections because we're a few weeks late, but eh, some significant same. some significant ones to mention. Um, the first is a film. It's 12 Strong. Uh, the book is uh, titled Ho- Horse, Horse Soldiers by Doug Stanton. Uh, it came out January 19th. Uh, In the wake of September 11th, Captain Mitch Nelson leads a U.S. special forces team into Afghanistan for an extremely dangerous mission. Once there, the soldiers develop an uneasy partnership with the Northern Alliance to take down the Taliban and its Al-Qaeda allies. Outgunned and outnumbered, Nelson and his forces face overwhelming odds in a fight against the ruthless enemy that takes no prisoners. Movie stars Chris Hemsworth, Michael Shannon, and Michael Pena. Um, Hemsworth.
0: Which one is he? I always get him mixed up. He was...
1: Yeah, I haven't seen
0: that. Yeah, okay, I can picture him now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the movie is everything I've heard is serviceable. Uh, the book is is supposed to be excellent, um, and it's based on uh, significant true true events. Okay. Um, then I've got two other follow ups. Um, both are headed to the small screen. Uh, the Alienist, which is uh, which recently premiered on TNT um this uh the psychological thriller drama is set in 1896 new york when a series of gruesome murders of boy prostitutes has gripped new york city newly appointed police com- police commissioner teddy roosevelt calls upon dr laszlo K- uh Kres- Kri- Kri- Kriesler? Kriesler? i can't read that chrisler no it's not chrisler it's like chrisler okay a criminal psychologist aka the alienist and newspaper uh, illustrator John Moore to conduct the investigation in secret. Joining them in the probe is Sarah Howard, the headstrong secretary of the police commissioner, as well as the Jewish twin brothers Marcus and uh, Lucius uh, Isaacson, both detective sergeants in the New York Police Department, starring Dakota Fanning, Luke Evans, and Daniel Bruhl. I watched the first uh, the pilot episode. It's historical. It's very slow, but super interesting.
0: Um, it sounds sounds good
1: our third and final fiction to film uh is actually a, a book that was adapted into series on netflix um i have watched the entire thing i think i told you about it it's hard hard science fiction but it's uh, altered altered carbon uh, oh, I didn't realize that was a book. I didn't realize it at first either. It, it's the book is by Richard K. Morgan, um, and it's been adapted for uh, the screen by, by Netflix. Um, I don't really want to say much about this one because I, I don't want to. I want to read a summary. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really enjoyed the series. Oh yeah, worth, th- worth watching. Worth watching. Been,
0: it's been sat, every time I open Netflix, it's like, watch me, watch me. But
1: basically, consciousness can be transferred from body to body. They refer they refer to uh, the human body as sleeves, and they just have uh, Richard Morgan has just developed this incredibly dense science fiction world um, that I actually think would be better read mm. than the than viewed. So I highly highly recommend uh, trying to pick this up. Uh, we have it on eStories. There, it's a trilogy. Uh and he sort of he sort of approached it. It was very, very successful when it came out. Uh the first book came out in two thousand five and he wrote it as a trilogy and he was done. Didn't want anything else to do with it. <laughs> and that sort of uh bravado intrigues me as to what the other books will be about.
0: Okay. That sounds good. Let let me ask you. One book so aside from the from uh I've forgotten the name of the Kristen Hanna book now. The Great Alone. The Great Alone. Aside yeah. from The Great Alone, which, you know, if, you, if you're if you following along, you will listen to. One book that we've discussed that you would recommend, fr- from this podcast that we've discussed that you would recommend uh, is a must listen to. If you could pick one. From fiction to film, from new releases, what would you say is, if you're going to go and listen to one thing, make it this one.
1: I think An American Marriage.
0: An American Marriage? I'm
1: really intrigued by it. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for me, um, Savage City. Yeah. Savage City is a must listen, I think. I would put that at the top of my list if I hadn't read it. Um,
1: okay. Cool. Episode 8 in the can. Nice, tight 45 minutes. Yeah,
0: tight 45. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we were a little bit pushed for time, so it's not as... Uh, Fast and sprawling as as it it normally is, so um, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks very much for listening. I'm Brian Fairvog. I'm Matt Robinson. We'll see you next week. Bye.